0: Have you ever noticed that the Christian life seems to be really complicated sometimes? Well, surprisingly, it actually is not. It's actually very simple. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. My name is Sam, and this is the Shoe Leather Podcast.
1: Hi guys, welcome to Shoe Leather. So today we're talking about... How the Christian life is actually not as complicated as it appears.
0: Mm-hmm. You know how sometimes like you're just sitting listening to a sermon and you're like, wow, there's a lot of stuff I gotta do. Like there's so many things I gotta remember and things I gotta do. Okay, surprisingly, there's a very simple roadmap for for the Christian life. Okay, there's lots of things in that map, but the idea is very very simple. And we like to talk we talk about it uh, as the three great seas Ah,
1: and that's
0: what we're going to be talking about so the three great seas what are they they are the first great commandment the second great commandment and the great commission spoiler (laughs) that's it that is what our life moves towards Mm -hmm. and is all about Mm -hmm. everything else everything we actually do has to fall into those categories. So it's Otherwise, like a framework. Everything it's a framework. fits Correct. into it. Everything them. fits in there. And it's fun how you actually can realize, okay, so all those things give glory to God, which is important. That's what we're built for, right? How we do those things is by walking in the spirit, renewing our mind, okay, being aware of our own identity. Mm-hmm. So we can really see how everything starts to fit together in this puzzle. And the puzzle, the, kind of the parameters of the puzzle are love God, love others, fulfill the Great Commission, so that's what we're going to talk about. So first off, again, one of the great seas? So the first great commandment, mm-hmm. we actually find that first off in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6. It's actually God himself is saying, he's talking to, to Israel. And he says in uh, verse 5, he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Okay. The second great command is found actually in Leviticus, Leviticus nineteen. Verse 18, and I will read it here. It says, you will not avenge nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you will love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. That's what he says. Okay. Now what happens is Jesus later on, many, many, you know, years later, he ended up putting those two together into Mm -hmm. what we understand now as the first and great, you know, first and second great commandments. Mm -hmm. He said, he said it, we have account of it in the three different gospels and we're going to read them briefly right here. So first in Matthew, verse twenty, uh, chapter 22, he says, Jesus said unto him, You will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it, you shall love your neighbors yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Okay, And then again, he says it uh, in a different, you know, Mark picks that up in a different account. And this is verse 29 of chapter 12 of Mark. And Jesus answered him, The first of all commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Now this is important because that was the opening idea in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 6 verse 4 is that idea. It's the Shema. That's that's a prayer that these guys would have known what that meant. That was like the prayer and that was the right answer. You know, what is the great commandment? The right answer was love God with all your heart. So they're kind of trying to trick Jesus and he gave them the right answer. But then he threw in a little extra at the end. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Okay, so Jesus himself says, on these hang all the law of the prophets. There's no commandment greater than these. Okay, in Luke, you can see some of the guys, they're starting to kind of get ahead of themselves and try and uh, anticipate what Jesus wants to say. And so behold, a certain lawyer stood up. This is verse 25 chapter 10 and he tempted jesus saying master what shall i do to inherit eternal life and jesus said unto him what is written in the law how do you read it like how readest thou and he answered said thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thy heart with all thy soul with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself and jesus said unto him thou hast answered right to this and thou shalt live So I think the guy probably heard Jesus say this someplace else maybe, or he just put two and two together. And he said, you know, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus didn't say, "Eh, wrong answer. He said, you are correct. Do this and you will live. Hmm. So we have Jesus here saying these are the great commandments. Okay. And if you stop and think about it, he said, you know, all the other commands hang on these commands. So I kind of think of it as love God, love others. You have the 10 commandments, you know, Mm -hmm. what? Four of them are about loving God, the rest are about loving others. Then you have all those other myriad of commandments we find in the in the Old Testament about all the different things, and they're all kind of hanging on those two. So what most of the Jews try and do is they try and work it from the bottom up to the top. So they're trying to you know fulfill all those tiny little things to eventually get up to kind of arriving. Where God is saying, no, it's, that's backwards. You start with loving God and loving others, and then the rest are going to be a fulfillment of that. We say in, uh, we know that uh, in Romans 13, 8, it says, O oh, no man anything but to love one another. For he that loves another hath fulfilled the law. Mm-hmm. And it, Jesus said, you know, on these hang all the law and the prophets. So he's saying love others. And when you love others, that is how you fulfill the law. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, is a, that is what the law was there for.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's not just fulfilling everything. It's that root. Is love. That's an outflowing of love. Right. It's mm-hmm. not just about it's the behavior. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's about
0: what is the heart of the behavior. And again, he's trying to tell us the whole reason for all those laws was to love God and love others. That's mm-hmm. what. That's what they were there for. They were just different ways to say love God, love others. Different ways to show love towards God and love towards right. others. Okay. And then finally, we've got the Great Commission. Now, the most, uh, most common way place we go to uh, the Great Commission to find it is in Matthew twenty eight verses nineteen and twenty. And it says this Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Okay, and then again we actually find it again in Mark, Mark sixteen, fifteen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. All right, and this is kind of part of it, and uh we find this actually in Acts, so it didn't end up in the original gospels but uh when they wrote acts they sort of went back and explained some of the things that he mm-hmm. said and you know the context is that he had just risen he was about to leave them and they the disciples said you know when are you going to build your kingdom you're going to come back recently you know you're going to come back soon and Jesus said it's not for you to know but and then he, he says this but you shall receive power after that the holy ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So that is what we would consider the Great Commission. It's going out in the name of Jesus and to kind of raise up those disciples, teaching them all that we've he has commanded us. So those, we, those are what we would consider the first and second Great Commandments and then the Great Commission.
1: Now these probably all sound familiar, though, because mm-hmm. if you've grown up in church, you've heard, at least heard of these. And even if not, you've probably heard of these before. But how do you actually live in them? How do you actually do it? In right and life.
0: and why does it even matter that right we might do. say yeah. what, what we know these but mm-hmm. what's the purpose okay and and if we were th- if we were listening to those verses it's pretty evident that these are things that are on God's heart these are things that are important you know Jesus said these are the two there's no greater commandments than these two commandments you got to pick two commandments to keep you keep those two yeah yeah those are those are the ones so they are close to God's heart they were they are his heart for our heart mm-hmm. That's what he wants us to be thinking and doing is loving God, loving others, fulfilling the Great Commission. Mm
1: -hmm. And even with the Great Commission, like, that was one of the last things he left us with. Correct. So, like, that was also a very important thing. That was on his heart. That was on his mind. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely.
0: We don't know, you know, obviously, Jesus said a lot more than what we have in the Gospels recorded. But those were sort of the epitome of what he said and the, the essence of what he said and the best way you know maybe the best prepres- representation of what he said and in the same way, you know he he, he was alive for days before he actually left uh, again after his resurrection. We don't know all that he said, but we do know that they decided this must have been important enough to actually keep mm-hmm. And so the Great Commission is is incredibly important because it is the last really the last charge he gave, to his disciples and so that again must be something close to Mm -hmm. his heart you know if you're about to leave someone for for an extended period you're not going to your last words aren't going to be something flippant or unimportant they're going to be your you know your final request or one more word of encouragement or uh you know some truth that they can hang on to whatever it is as opposed to something that you know just kind of came off the top of your head and in the same way jesus we're guessing Mm -hmm. jesus did the same thing and so this is very important to him Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so all of those things mattered to him. Correct. So it matters to all of us how we live those out, how right. we work those into our daily life.
0: Mm-hmm. And again, the heart behind all three is a heart of love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the secret, that's the key because uh, that that was the difference between trying to attack the law and become perfect, you know, if you will, through the law as opposed to being perfect already in Christ as we are saved in him and then responding to his grace with love for him, for others for the for the unreached
1: so what we don't want you to do is be like three c's okay gotta do this
0: like do <laughs> right.
1: this do this this. no like the heart of that is love the root of that is love so be living these out in love and that's the first one is to love god mm-hmm. so like what does that actually look like to love god
0: right so one thing that comes to mind if you guys uh notice in john 14 it's uh verse 15 and then also he says it again in verse 21 and he says in verse 15 if you love me keep my commandments and then again, in verse 21, he says, you know, he that hath my commands and keepeth them, he's the one that loves me. And he that loves me will be loved of my father, and I will make myself known to him through, through those commandments that he's keeping. Um, the idea of keep, you know, we, some translations say obey my commandments. If you love me, obey my commandments. And that is true. You know, if we love him, we will obey his commandments. But that word keep is actually very significant because it's not just traditionally obey. That's part of it. But really, that idea of keep is to keep it before you to be focused on it, to be intent on it, to, to just focus on it. So it's not enough to simply blindly obey. God wants us to delight in his commands hmm. and to actually keep them, like have them at the very, very front of our minds, where, where they're rolling in our mind. That sounds a lot like renewing your mind, right? We're actually taking his commands and we're renewing our mind with his commands. We got them hmm. right here. They're right here. Once they are right here, once I desire them and, and enjoy them and, and invest my time and my energy and my affection in them, it's going to be a very quick and simple step from keeping them to obeying them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what he wants. But it's going to be obeying them from the right place. It's going to be obeying them from the right direction, from a heart of love, mm-hmm. as opposed to...
1: Just a checklist. Yeah, just yeah. a
0: checklist where I'm just obeying. I'm done with obeying. Now I can go do my own thing. Mm-hmm. He wants it to be from a heart of love. And so that's why he says, keep my commandments. He doesn't say, just obey them. Keep them. Obeying comes next, but it's this idea of, you know, hear it and then obey it. Mm-hmm. Have it be in front of you and in, and, and take it in mm-hmm. and, then, and then obey it. And then ultimately, remembering that love is a choice. You know, it's not something I have to wait to feel. It's something that I can choose to do. And that obedience, if it's done in love, you know, even if I don't feel right. the affection of love, if you will... If I choose, okay, God, you asked me to do this, I'm going to do it. That is an act of love. Love,
1: love. Mm -hmm. That's really good. Yep. And then loving others. So that is the second command. That's something that um, talks about loving other Christians, loving unbelievers, loving all the people that are around you. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And that comes from also loving God. It's amazing how you love God and then you love others. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he says, you know, Jesus said, I think in John 13, 34 and 35, you know, he said, by this shall all, shall men know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. And uh, he actually gives them this command, you know, love one another, even as I have loved you, Hmm. so love one another. And, you know, others will know you, they'll know you're with me, you know, they'll know you are my followers and my disciples if you love each other. Which
1: is interesting because in the Old Testament, like, they were given all these commands that were very, like separated their culture from Mm -hmm. all the other cultures and so it's interesting that that's the thing it wasn't like they'll know by the temple that you're worshiping in or the kind of clothes that you wear or whatever like he specifically says they're going to know that you're my people you're with me by your love
0: Mm -hmm. which is
1: interesting it's just like that's the one thing that he wanted us to be doing Mm
0: -hmm. and again because it's that heart of love Mm -hmm. and he doesn't you know They're not gonna know you by their traditions you keep or by the clothes you wear or by the places you go. They're gonna know you for the heart of love. That may lead you to do those things. But it's that heart of love. That's Mm -hmm. what they're actually gonna see. And that's how they're gonna Mm -hmm. know you're with me. Yeah,
1: it's not that external performance. Mm -hmm. It is that motivation that's coming out.
0: Right. And again, right. Because the idea is anybody can have a tradition or go a place or Mm -hmm. wear their thing. But only, really, only God followers can have a genuine heart of love. That is supernatural. That is a fruit of the spirit. And so no one else can manufacture that. So you can manufacture the look of a right. Christian, but you can you you can never manufacture the heart of a Christian. That is something that is God-given and supernatural. And that is how they're going to know. So that makes sense, you know, yeah. that they're, they're going to know because it's supernatural. It's something that is happening inside of us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So then the last one is, is fulfilling the Great Commission. What is that? It's, it's the idea of being a witness for the gospel. I think it's, it's kind of a cool idea. He says... You know, go, therefore, and teach all nations, and then he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and Son, Holy- teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. So go, therefore, and teach all nations whatsoever I have commanded you. Is what he's saying. So it's that idea of, first of all, going to the nations. Second of all, going and teaching all that I have commanded you. And it's the idea of not just teaching, but actually having them become students. You know, some translations say, you know, go and make disciples of all nations because it's the idea of go and make, go and cause them to be learners of the commands that I've given you. And um, it's interesting. It's not just, it's not just, you know, cause them to say a prayer, cause them to, to know the right things. God wants us to go out and and cause them to experience the love that we have, cause them to desire to love others, cause them to then go out and Mm -hmm. do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So basically Jesus kind of gave himself as a pattern for us. Mm -hmm. And now he's basically saying, go and live like me and and allow me to live in you. (laughs) Be my disciple, be my apprentice, and then go out and make your own disciples that are disciples of me and apprentices of me. And then they will then go out and do the same.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And so it is being a witness in the gospel, you know, for the gospel in the traditional sense, you know, teaching others, uh, observing Christ's commands, and but really it's 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 also something that uh, is important to think through is it's it's talking about God's good news and the good news of the gospel in in just natural ways. I think often you know we kind of are in soul winning mode or not kind of it's kind of a switch in my mind and that's wrong that's not the good way to it's not the right way to think of it because I am a perpetual witness like my whole life I am a witness what does a witness do they just testify to what they've seen and heard what they've experienced what they what what happened and so all that's really my job is to testify to what God has done for me and what God has done in me now if God is truly, if I'm truly loving him, you know, if, as we're supposed to mm-hmm. in the first one, if I'm truly loving him and I truly am learning about him and knowing him and getting to know him and, and seeing his faithfulness and stuff like that, it's going to be very natural for me to just find a way to talk about him in conversation. I'm not going to try, okay? Just imagine what's something that's on your mind right now, something that you're passionate about or something that's just deep in you, something that's kind of st- stuck in your brain. And just ask yourself, how many times have I talked about this in the past you know, few days, past week, with others around me? Okay. Chances are it happened at least a few times. How did it happen? Did you say, "Oh, oh, now here's my chance. Here's my chance to get in there and and
1: I gotta tell them about baseball, right? I, say, I love I baseball. Gotta... I gotta tell them about baseball. No, it, <laughs> it
0: happened naturally. You said, "Oh, you know that reminds me. This happened, uh-huh. and and that leads you down this road because you're interested. It's something that you enjoy or are passionate about. You know about. You want to know about. Whatever it is. You are you are aware. The opportunity but it's so natural to you you don't even think of it and in the same way we need to get to the place where god is just a natural part of my life so you know i'm at the store and someone says wow it's beautiful weather i'm like yeah thank god you know he's so good to me or what a blessing you know i ask god for whatever and if he's just a normal person like like a normal part of my life then i'm going to behave in kind of a normal way it's not going to be some weird awkward like
1: mm-hmm.
0: now i have to i have to talk about jesus or i have to talk about god it's going to be something that is on my mind all the time anyway and it just naturally comes out at natural points of conversation mm-hmm. so just even getting into the mm-hmm. to the groove of that as that, well. that's
1: something that and it should again come out of a heart of love for mm-hmm. people and a heart of love for god it's not like a guilt thing like i gotta figure out how to talk about god or else i'm not a good christian ah uh, wait uh, i'm gonna talk about him here it's something that is natural and should be an outflowing from love and from loving
0: god and loving Correct. others absolutely mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's kind of funny. You know, he says, uh, if you love me, keep my commandments. But then the greatest commandment to keep is love God. So it's kind of like this weird circle. So I don't know really what that means, but I just think it's kind of interesting that uh, it's almost like wherever you start, you can kind of get around the circle. Um, anyway, but I think it's it's very fascinating. It's interesting to me that of all the commands that he could have given, he, he said the greatest is love me, like love God. Okay, he didn't say uh, obey me or worship me or sacrifice for me. Mm. He said, love me. And I believe the reason why he said that is because out of a heart of love, any of those things can happen and they will happen naturally and in the right way. But starting from the heart of love, that that is where any of those things can can come from in, in the proper way. And I think that's just so wise that he knew you know, if I tell them obey me, they're just going to check the box and, and walk away. If I tell them to sacrifice me, they're just going to be a martyr and, you know, and then hate me or whatever. Whereas to love him, to truly get mm-hmm. to know him, we will sacrifice and we will obey and we will, we will uh, have to, you know, do these things and we will mm-hmm. worship. We will want to. It'll be from a, the correct place, from the correct standpoint, the correct heart of love. And again, like you said, it's going to affect our relationship with him as we receive his love. Then we respond back to him in love. That love is then going to trickle out of our own lives naturally into the lives of those around us, our, our close uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, as well as strangers, as well as our enemies, our neighbors, anybody. And then that eventually is going to trickle down into the desire to see the whole world reached and then doing our part in that to bring bring God's kingdom to the lives around us and to have them be kind of the, the, the nations, have them then experience god and 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 the whole kind of the whole package not just saying a prayer but having them then become Mm -hmm. disciples and apprentices of god so that they can then go and 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 multiply that so that kind of the whole picture it's really neat but again it it all fits into the simple idea of loving god loving others and fulfilling the great commission and then and then kind of multiplying that in the lives of others and that's really what the christian life is all about uh, and then from there, you know, we have, why do we do it? Well, to give God glory. And how do we do it? Well, by walking in the Spirit and renewing our minds and and knowing our identity. But it's kind of neat how they all fit together again. So um, that's it for today. Thank you all so much. And just remember, whether you eat or whether you drink or whether you learn to live by the three C's, by loving God, loving others, and fulfilling the Great Commission, whatever it is, do it for the glory of God. Until next time.